Most of us have heard of Franz Kafka's books and short stories, but his ears? How the sound-sensitive author heard the world through earplugs served as inspiration for today's guest, who is a famous Irish composer. I'm your host, Soraya Sarhadi Nelson, and welcome to the second season of Zeitgeister on Air by Goethe Institute in Common Ground, Berlin. It's been 100 years since Kafka passed away, and we are honoring his legacy with his audio and written series called Being Kafka. You can learn more at goethe.de forward slash Kafka. But back to Kafka's ears and our composer. His name is Gerald Berry, and I reached him at home in Dublin via Zoom. I asked the 71-year-old about his life, his classical music, and how he ended up writing Kafka's earplugs. Well, I was born in Ireland in 1952, and I discovered music when I was about um, 13 or thereabouts, though I was always aware of it as a child. Then uh, I took off from there and studied in Cologne with Stockhausen, and music theater with Mauricio Kagel in Cologne. And I've been going ever since. Gerald, what would you say is your best known work? Well, I've written many operas. I suppose one of the most popular is, um, or the most often done, is The Importance of Being Earnest, an opera on the text by Oscar Wilde. And also my most recent opera, Alice's Adventures Underground, based on the Lewis Carroll, Alice in Wonderland. And I have a new opera coming up on Zalome, on the Oscar Wilde text that will be done in Los Angeles in 2026. How did you come to compose Franz Kafka's earplugs? I was commissioned by the BBC. Was this for their Promenade concert series? Oh, yes, for the Proms mm-hmm. uh, in 2023. And uh, it was premiered by the BBC Philharmonic at the Royal Albert Hall in London and broadcast. And it was a kind of prelude to that. I think uh, I wasn't involved in the conversations. It was my publisher, Shot. And I maybe Shot told them that I had this, uh, was thinking about Kafka. And they knew that the Kafka centenary was coming soon. And they, at fairly short notice, asked me if I would do this piece. And that's how it came about. So maybe they knew already that I was in thinking about a Kafka piece. And then they said, would I do it for this uh, prom promenade concert? How did you come up with the idea? I mean, Kafka's ears and earplugs are not usually what people think about. Well, the idea had been in my head for years, actually. And uh, so the commission from the BBC uh, was a random coincidence. It just coincided with something which had interested me. The music that I've written, it's as if Kafka is hearing the world through his earplugs, what he called his fear-sharpened ears. All his life, he was tormented by noise, you know, door slamming, stove door slamming, the apartment door yawning and groaning, his father scraping ashes from the stove, his sister shouting in the hallway, uh, a hiss somewhere, a hopeless buzzing. Uh, He wrote somewhere, I think I should crawl like a serpent into the adjoining room and ask my sisters and their young friend to be quiet. 
and um, Prague communal living uh, plagued him. He, he called it the lechery, dissolute, uncontrolled bodies, thoughts and desires of crowded Prague. And in the countryside, even, he couldn't escape the noises of geese, haymaking, a youth playing his horn, and he felt expelled from the world. And at one time, he, he was in somebody's apartment and he heard a gramophone through the walls of the neighboring apartment. And he thought how wonderful this invention was. But then he thought he perhaps shouldn't enthuse about it so much, lest we catch on. His lover, Milena Jezenka, said, but France cannot live. France does not have the capacity for living. France will never get well. France will die soon. He is incapable of getting drunk because he possesses not the slightest refuge. For that reason, he is exposed to all those things against which we are protected. He is like a naked man among a multitude who are dressed. Uh, but by the way, Kafka also laughed a lot. He was a great comedian. Uh, he has uh, uh, a mixture in him of angst and joy. Some say Kafka's sensitivity to noise was a reflection of his brilliance. Is that captured in your composition? A reflection of his brilliance? Correct. Um, no, my um, the music that I've written is simply as if Kafka is how he would have heard music if he was wearing his earplugs. And uh, he protected himself from sound and uh, he was... Um, hypersensitive to sound and very tormented by it. So the music is really a, a labyrinth of sound, different masses of sound moving in different ways at the same time. And it's as if Kafka is what it's, I, the music places you in Kafka's head and hearing the world as he heard it in a muffled way while wearing his earplugs. Did any particular Kafka book or writing inspire Kafka's earplugs? No. It's simply Kafka as a person, his personality and uh, his his body and uh, in relation to the world. It's simply him. Do you recall when you first came across Kafka in his works? Oh, decades and decades ago. Everybody knows about Kafka. Uh, I mean, uh, I read all of Kafka in, I don't know, 2005, uh, and um, biographies as well. And uh, so the, the, the work is very strange, of course, as everybody knows, but also very funny. And Kafka himself used to laugh out loud when reading the work aloud. So he was this strange mixture of extraordinary fear of the world and a um, great sense of humor. So he laughed and he dreaded and feared and laughed again, all practically at the same time. He was an incredible stew. You say you read his works. Do you have a favorite book by Kafka? I don't have a favorite book. I like them all. How is Kafka's earplugs different from your other compositions? It's unusual for me in that it deals with what you might call clouds of sound. Clouds, as what you see in the sky, uh, moving in, in different levels. And um, it's really like hearing the world through a veil, and the veil being the earplugs he wore. He was so obsessed with these earplugs that when this First World War broke out in 1914, he one of his main concerns was whether the war would affect the uh, posting of his delivery plugs from Berlin. Now, this may seem like a strange question, but do you recommend listeners wear earplugs when listening to your composition? I mean, so they get a better sense of what life was like for him? 
listen, where are your plugs listening to my piece? Yes. <laughs> well, you could if you wanted. Uh, it might be interesting. And you might want to put on the earplugs after hearing some of it, um, if you hated it. Uh, so they might be useful. Uh, but uh, no, uh, uh, I think probably the normal way of listening to music is without earplugs. And so it would be, it's music like um, Beethoven or Mozart, you know, uh, you wouldn't put earplugs in listening to Beethoven. Uh, but of course, you can do anything you like, you can stand in your head or, you know, throw yourself out the window or whatever. As you mentioned, Kafka's earplugs isn't the easiest piece to listen to. There was one YouTube entry I saw that described it as the most beautiful, ugly sound in the world, quote-unquote. What do you want listeners to take away from Kafka's earplugs? Oh, I see. That, that's an interesting. The most beautiful, ugly sound in the world. This is what, uh, this is what some, somebody commented on YouTube. Yes. I see. Uh, well, that's, a, that's an extremely good um, reaction, actually. I'm very pleased to hear that. Normally, you you get incredible, stupid insults on YouTube, but that's a good one. Why do you say that? Beautiful and ugly. I mean, it actually describes Kafka, actually, in a way, in these two opposites. Like I'm saying that Kafka was filled with fear, but also he had was filled at times with joy. So there you have two opposites, joy and fear. And this person is said, describes my music as beautiful and ugly. So they're, they're, <laughs> that's very good, actually. I'm very pleased to hear that. <laughs> well, some of the reviews I've read reflect some discomfort with your composition. The Guardian, for example, compared anyone who chooses to listen to it as seeking to embrace the hallucinatory paranoia of the mole-like protagonist of Kafka's book, Diabao. What do the reviewers not understand about the piece? Or was that your intention? Uh, what was it again? Can you say it again? Sure. They compared anyone who chooses to listen to Kafka's earplugs as, quote, seeking to embrace the hallucinatory paranoia of the mole-like protagonist of Kafka's book, Der Bau. That, that sounds like a pretty good uh, thing from The Guardian. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, you can use words like, um, I just say, surrealism and paranoia or whatever. Kafka was incredibly paranoid as well. And so that's good, too. This is all good. Um, I can only do what I do, so I do it to the best of my ability, and it, the music comes from my nervous system, from my gut, and from my entrails, from my inside, uh, from my body. And that is how Kafka also related to the world. I mean, he was incredibly physical. His nervous system was on fire a lot of the time. He was hypersensitive, which uh, which was, uh, and so am I, <laughs> uh, which was... Um, part of caused him uh, his uh, torment. And uh, so all of that stuff, really, somebody whose uh, nerves are too on fire, too awake, uh, too alive, and that can cause you a lot of trouble. So do you think reviewers get it? Uh, everything you said is, um, I, I haven't seen any, I haven't read any reviews, so I don't know anything about reactions. So uh, the two things you mentioned are good. Those are good reactions. Are there any particular musical instruments you associate with Franz Kafka? And did you incorporate them into this piece? No. It's for a straightforward symphony orchestra, um, strings, woodwind, brass, and um, very quiet timpani. So that's it, really. And it's just 
these blocks of sound, uh, waves of sound, clouds of sound moving at different levels at the same time. And it's a kind of a whoosh and conjuring uh, the strange world of Kafka. Just a quick note for our listeners. If you want to hear the composition, you can find it on YouTube by searching for Kafka's earplugs. Gerald, are you happy with a composition? Is there anything you would do differently now in hindsight? Uh, I haven't listened to it since. I only The only time I ever I heard it was actually at the performance. I haven't listened to a recording or anything else. I haven't listened to it again. So I only heard the rehearsals and the concert. My best experience listening to it actually was on the day of the concert in the afternoon at the dress rehearsal, standing in the middle of the Albert Hall, the empty Albert Hall in London, alone in the middle of the hall, looking at the orchestra. So they were playing to an audience of one, me. And uh, that was my best experience. So at the actual concert, you couldn't stand there. So I was sitting to the side a bit. And so the music is, um, you're not getting perhaps the full impact of it. But uh, so I was pleased. Then I felt I had not messed up. (laughs) And um, I felt that I think it's an honorable piece and that I was true to uh, Kafka. It's been a hundred years since Franz Kafka died. Do you think he and his works are still relevant today? Of course, uh, they will always be. On, as long as this planet is um, around, uh, Kafka will be around, yeah. Kafka is like Mozart or Schubert or Shakespeare. All of these people will, uh, they will, uh, they're like the air. They will never um, uh, not exist in our heads and in life. We associate him with writing and literature. Was he also musical? As far as I remember, I don't think he had a very strong relationship with music or relation to music. But uh, I think he enjoyed um, like these Yiddish groups who came to Prague from the East around uh, whenever it was, 1910 or 20 or that period. Um, So he enjoyed that theater, the music in that theater and the Yiddish songs and everything. I don't think he was strongly alive to music. At least that's my memory. I could be wrong. Well, you certainly helped bring music and Kafka together. It's definitely an interesting composition. Yeah, I hope so. Thank you, Gerald, and have a great day. Thank you. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. bye. That was composer Gerald Berry, and I'm Soraya Sarhadi Nelson, a longtime foreign correspondent specializing in war zones, who now hosts the current affairs podcast, Common Ground Berlin. Join us next week for Being Kafka, when we interview a prominent Czech author about his Kafka band. Zeitgeister On Air is brought to you by the Goethe Institute. Thanks to all of our friends and partners for making this series possible. 